Hello, and welcome to the Grenfell Matters Podcast for students, by students. My name is Will Critch, and I am one of your student ambassadors this year. I am here to talk to you about a little convocation conversation. We're going to talk about graduating, leaving Grenfell, how your convocation is going to work, and just have a little chat about all things convocation. And I have somebody to help me with this. We have somebody graduating this year, my fellow student ambassador, Megan. How are you? Hi guys, I'm good. You know, end of semester crunch time, presenters, presentation story, um, papers. You're the presenter. I am the presenter of these presentations. Papers, labs, all that kind of fun stuff, all that's due, all at the same time. Yes, I'm also very busy. I'm, I'm getting into Lorax drag tonight, so I'm very excited. I'm going to paint my whole body orange. Oh, that's iconic. I speak for the trees, and the trees say, what's one word to describe your time at Grenfell? Ooh, the trees are asking a hard question today. Um, my time at Grenfell in one word. Um, I would say insightful. Ooh, that was very insightful yourself. Thank you. Can you elaborate on that? Can you unpack that a little bit? Yeah, well, when I started at Grenfell in my first year, I was still very much, you know, that 19-year-old, well, 18-year-old technically, who didn't really know who they were, what they were, what they wanted to do with their life. Love that. I've been here now for five years, and since then I've come out of the closet as a lesbian. What? Yes, I know. Oh um, so I've come out... I've stuck with the same degree, but I've explored the fact that I want to stay in science, maybe not teach for my whole life. And I've also met so many people, and I've had the privilege of not only meeting new people, but also going through those friendship breakups that do make you grow as a person. So I think my five years here have been insightful, not just towards myself as a human, but also my relationships with other people in my relationship with academia. In all these classes, in all these hard science courses, there is probably a lot of difficult content that needs to be studied very quickly. And my question to you is, out of all these professors that have taught you these difficult things, who has made it the most enjoyable? Ooh, okay. So since I do have three minors, I'm going to do a really quick and easy, my favorite per each one, because it's too hard to pick one. For math, 100% Rebecca Milley. She is amazing at what she teaches and she knows what she's talking about and she loves explaining things to people. Shout out Rebecca Milley. And then for chemistry, probably Dr. Rainer Canham, though he is no longer teaching here. He does teach some online courses every now and then because that man could not retire on time. And then for bio, 100% Jeremy Mitchell or Dimitri both amazing profs, really like to get to know their students, and love teaching. So out of all these professors' classes, which is your favorite class? Ooh, that's a toss-up between sexual and behavior psych, combinatorial math, and botany. Come on, botany. Botany? I love that. You gotta love, the, like, the study of plants. You have flowers on your on your hoodie right now. Of course I do. It's an audio podcast, but I'll give you some visual description. Meg is wearing a um, leaf earring made out of clay, a neon green leaf, a hoodie with a lady on it with uh, flowers coming out of her eye, and then a, a nice green and uh, maybe mint and maroon um, flannel. Um, and an Apple Watch with some bronze jewelry. 
Of course. Always um, got to have that bronze jewelry on. Always. Are you going to have that bronze jewelry on when you graduate, when you walk across that stage? Yes, actually. I have a friend that I've had since about 7th or 8th grade making me a custom set. Custom? Um, I had a custom set when I graduated high school. Oh, my God. But my friend just went to Michael's and put some things on the string. I mean, she's going to go out and get me some pretty citrine uh, um, crystals, and she's going to make me some earrings and a necklace. Does citrine have any special meaning to you? Um, not really special meaning, but it was one of the first pieces I bought from her. And also, I just love the way Citrine looks in the sun. And apparently, it's also supposed to bring wealth and abundance, which, um, you know, Ooh, that's which is exactly that. what you want after graduation. I love that. I yeah. have been to a graduation because I emceed the graduation last semester for May. And I, not last semester, last year. Last year. And I, it was the postponed one, so I was there to add a little pop of color. <laughs> and a, a little bit of sugar. A little bit of and, sugar, a um, little bit of spice. A little, little bit, bit of everything, everything nice. nice. <laughs> Emma was there too. We had some singing. We had Ian. We had everyone, and it was great. Always got to mention Ian. We love Ian. Ian Sutherland, house. King. King. We, um, King of Grenfell. Shout out to Ian. And we, like, um, Ian, if you're listening to this, we love you. And it can be a little bit scary, but I can reassure everybody that in the green room, all of your professors are back there eating a little sandwich and going on their phones um, doing nothing. And everybody's like, oh, I'm so nervous to walk across the stage. Like, girl, come on now. Just do your little pose. Make a little cute little face. Smile for the camera. You got to, like, be ready to, like, look good on graduation day. Now, I don't know. Are you allowed to decorate your hat? when you graduate from university because I know people that when they graduated from high school they um fully bedazzled and crystallized theirs were you one of those people that fully bedazzled and crystallized I didn't go to my convocation for high school because I was trying a new medication for my ADHD and we have learned that I'm not a stimulant girly so you know she was anxious she was nervous but she said no for the day she did but I got my my cap and I got my gown and I did my hair and makeup, and I did a photo shoot, and I faked it, and it looked just as if I went there. But I just did, like, a little photo shoot, and I looked up, like, school photo background and edited myself into it. And you know what? Can't tell the difference. So for all intents and purposes, I was there. They don't need to know. They don't need to listen to this. They don't need to know you were there. I mean, if I was, like, winning an award, maybe I would have gone. Mm, but slay. I wasn't up for any. But maybe you will be. And if you were, maybe you'd be a little bit nervous. Now, I don't know if you're up for an award, so what are you nervous about? Um, Honestly, I'm nervous about walking across that stage in front of all of those people. What shoes are you going to wear? That is a good question. I've yet to find cute shoes. I'm a bit too nervous <sighs> to walk in heels because you need to do like that lowering thing where you kneel down and get your hood put on you. So we're True. not we're not kneeling down this year. So maybe I can wear heels. So if we're not oh. kneeling down, maybe I Everyone can wear can't heels. Say you won't be kneeling. So wear honestly, I would probably wear like like a ten inch like platform. Yeah, we know you would because you'd want to be <laughs> taller than everyone else on the stage so that you'd be seen. I would be already taller than everybody else. I just want to be extra. Oh, you extra never. Um, Speaking of you, extra, I think you should get a sparkly little shoe, or maybe maybe just a subtle wedge. A maybe sh- a subtle wedge. A subtle little wedge, just like a subtle one to wear underneath my gorgeous suit that I bought. Or I would, ooh, you know what? If you're doing a suit, I think the only thing you can wear is a platform croc. 
There oh. are there are platform Crocs at the uh, West Valley. Where is it? Is it the West Valley Mall? That sounds like. Do you mean the Cornerbrook Mall? I don't know. There's like three. Well, the there's plaza. the Plaza. The Plaza. Like the shoe store. The one that has stores and a McDonald's. Yes. In the parking lot. The Plaza. That is the Plaza. See, that sounds fake too. <laughs> Sarah found, fell down the well at the Plaza Mall. <laughs> yeah, literally, we live in a playtown. You know what I learned? What Andrew learn? Lloyd Webber loved um, Thomas the Tank Engine. Hmm. I don't know if you like Thomas the Tank Engine. My brother loves Thomas. The Tank Everybody, Thomas. bring back trains. If you follow, if you have Twitter, go to I. Go to what is it called? Uh, NL needs trains or something. Yes. There's a Twitter account that is fully dedicated to bringing back trains to NL. Um, I'm dedicated to bringing back trains to formal wear. So I don't know maybe if on your tuxedo you'll have a uh, tail on the back, but maybe you can have a little train and make it like kind of like glam. Mm, I like that idea, but sadly I already have my suit purchased. What color? Oh, it's a nice little tan brown. Ooh, are you gonna um, French tuck? Are you gonna wear like a, a, a shirt underneath? Yeah, like I have a... a cute little white button up that I'm probably just gonna end up tucking in, but we might go for a little French tuck on other days. Love it. Are you bilingual? No, sadly. Oh, wow, only English. Only English. The only things I know are English and math. I am bilingual. I am English et Francais. I actually, you can check out my interview with Le Gaboteur, uh, Newfoundland's premier French magazine. I did an interview as Gravy, so go check that out with Liz the Linguist, Queen. Just a little bit of promo here from Gravy. Check out Le Gaboteur. It's a lovely uh, newspaper magazine for Newfoundland and Labrador and Atlantic Canada. It's the only French magazine in Newfoundland. You would think that there'd be more. You would think there'd be more. Hashtag bilingualism is very important. It is very important. I'm just not good with languages. You know, me neither, but uh, they threw me in there in kindergarten and said, let's see what happens. Not much happened. <laughs> Speaking of not much happening, what are your plans for the summer? My plans right now for the summer are to be working. So, Oh, right, where are you working? Ooh, that's the fun part. So I have two jobs lined up for the summer. You should work maybe, if I had to guess, like maybe like an aquarium. <gasps> How would you know? It How could have been the two... Know? whale stickers on your uh, mug or maybe if you go back in the other episodes you might hear a name drop you might hear a name drop but we do love the aquarium here um i worked last summer at the bombay aquarium and research station which is a part of grenfell and i'm lucky enough this summer to be going back so i'll be going back at the end of june but before that i'm going to be working with dr smeaton on a research project for six weeks period what are you researching we are researching greener ways to compost <gasps> wow i didn't even know there was a greener way to compost yeah well I composting was... you're gonna like produce a lot of greenhouse gases you know you gotta do things as best you can favorite classes do you have a favorite year overall that you've been here oh after five years you think it'd be a lot easier to pick a year but dang, the years have been good. I will also say the fact that COVID really interrupted me at the end of my second year kind of uh, gave me a little... That was harsh. Uh, yeah, that was harsh. Um, spent my entire year, third year at home, online, you know, on my computer. Just, you know, hating my internet connection, really disliking the fact that I was at home. But then I came back for my fourth year. Fourth year was fun, getting back on campus. 
first and second year, you're trying to figure out what you're doing, um, your program, you're trying to get everything uh, Take some time to calibrate. You gotta calibrate, right? You gotta calibrate yourself. <clears throat> Sorry. By fourth year though, I was really interested in being able to help around on campus with volunteering, with caucuses and attending events. So by then I was actually not just enjoying my academics, but I was also enjoying campus as a whole. I love that. I think it's so important to really like experience all the aspects of the school, really like chill out everywhere, meet people, do a little job, do your project in like the library one day. And it just takes some time to do all that. It does. But once you do, you can like kind of like pick and choose every day. You can. And plus you get more used to the staff. You get more used to the faculty. People get to know you. Like I know like almost everyone on campus now. Like your girl's moms know me. Um, The people who work at the bookstore know me. Most librarians probably know me. Just, you know, being able to walk around campus and be like, oh, hey, to people you know, it's such a nice feeling. And plus, the Grenfell experience is being part of the Grenfell community. So by immersing yourself in the community and really enjoying what time you have here, it just makes your degree and all your time here so worth it. Oh, so well spoken. Thank you. So I guess to end this off, do you have any advice for first years that may not be as close to graduating as you are? but are probably looking forward to it and a bit nervous for what lies ahead. Oh, first years. First of all, enjoy it. Enjoy what you're doing right now. Stop looking forward to convocation, because trust me, by the time you get there, you're going to be like, oh my God, where did the time go? I'm not ready. Um, Take note of what's happening in your classes, but also take note of what's happening on campus, because most of your memories will not be the time you spent three hours studying for a math test, it'll be the time you spent at an event with your friends or going out to an event and meeting someone new. And also make sure that you're a part of the community. Go to caucus meetings, go to committee meetings, enjoy the time you have here, and make sure also to enjoy Cornerbrook. We are in a gorgeous spot with gorgeous walking trails, gorgeous mountains around. Like, enjoy Cornerbrook, enjoy Grenfell. Beautiful. I agree. There's a lot to see, there's a lot to do. It just kind of takes the effort to go out it does and plus even though you're here as a student you still gotta enjoy yourself literally take the time to take a freaking bubble bath girl like you're not gonna be a student forever yeah literally that's why it's like every day just like when you were little and you're like oh i can't wait to be in university and have pillow fights and sleepovers i don't know that's what i thought oh i would love to be back in elementary school doing some arts and crafts honestly i feel like i do that now (laughs) so i'm loving it back in kindergarten having afternoon naps we never napped if they had to make me nap they would have had to fight oh no wait maybe it's preschool you had naps can you imagine a university class where you can nap I went to the Mun daycare, actually. I've been an alumni for some time. So I went to the Mun preschool, and we would go into a little room at some point during the day. And now I know that there would be a one-way mirror, and on the other side were child development students watching me. And I have very deep memories of me walking up to that mirror and trying to poke my eyeball. <laughs> like, like, just like being like trying to touch my eyeball with my finger. And I have a feeling there were a couple of dissertations written on me. Oh my god, you were probably someone's, like, reason they wanted to do a PhD. I was patient zero. Oh, one day you're going to find a paper and it's going to be like, when children try to touch their eyes, a case study. 
Ooh, that's, that's <laughs> the name of my first book. <laughs> I love that. And find that PhD student and get them to write the intro to your book. It's you. Oh. Question is, what's next for you? Oh, thank you for that. I know that's the question every graduate is getting. Um, personally, right now I'm waiting to hear back from the education uh, faculty in St. John's through MUN. But after that, uh, kind of in the air if I want to teach for a while or if I want to go do my master's in marine biology. Ah, oh, so many choices. So many choices. Why Why pick just one? Why not I do love all it. of them? The world is your oyster. Oh, thank you. Well, uh, the future looks bright for you, Meg. And I'm very excited to see what you... Question. Now it's my turn to take over the interview. Uh, okay, so how many more years of your degree do you have left right now? So I'm technically in my second year here. And hopefully I'm here for four. So I'm halfway done. You're halfway done. Is there anything you're looking forward to in your next two years? I'm just excited, honestly, because I only started what I feel like is my main practice with drag last semester. <laughs> Like, I only started doing drag in, like, July, and like my first performance was in October at the Harlow fundraiser at Halloween. So I really have only been doing this for, like, a couple months, and it feels like it's, like, taken over my life. So I'm really excited to just explore that more. There's a lot more drag in Cornerbrook than there was even last semester when I started doing drag. So I'm excited to further that and explore what that means. And I'm just having fun. So as long as you're having fun in your degree, that's the main thing. I think that's the most important thing ever. It is the most important thing. If you thing. are not waking up and doing something that you actually want to do, it's not worth it. Oh, honey. Not never pick it. a degree because someone else told you to do it. Or because you feel like you have to do it or because it's the safe option. Because the world is burning. There is no safe option. As much as you'd like to think that there is, there isn't. And every <laughs> so. degree is a degree. Majority of the time when a place is looking for a bachelor's, they're looking for a bachelor's, not a bachelor's of something. They're looking for, have they done university? Have they done some post-secondary? On top of that, when you're a student, that's your life. Do you know how boring it is when you find that class that you don't have any interest in? You could at least find classes here and there that where you're like, mm, this is kind of interesting. Like, I can girl, I don't paint. I don't paint or draw, but I'm still doing visual arts. And I've had people who work here tell me, well, you're going to have to do that because you're in visual arts. But it's like, no, you can adapt, you can change, you can exactly. make things your own. And that's why I love it here because they are really open to changing the things that you're doing to best suit you and your career. Yes, okay, well talking about career, what do you have planned for after you graduate? <laughs> I intentionally have nothing planned because um, I fear that the world could be in a different state by that point. So I'm honestly trying to, uh, I, I heard a quote from some type of guru once that said, um, don't make choices to reflect your future. Just make choices that make you feel good with that one choice. And every day, if you think in the moment and you do things that you really, really are making you 100% happy in that moment, by the next year, you're going to look back and say, all those choices led me to exactly where I wanted to be. Slay. And I feel like that's when I have the best day. Instead of waking up and being like, I need to eat better. What am I going to eat for breakfast? I'm like, what do I want to eat for breakfast? And then I eat something and I go, mm, that made me feel good. Now I'm happy. 
Oh like, my you know god! What I mean? Like, stop looking ahead. Sometimes you just have to be present and in the moment. Like, literally, look to like five seconds from now, and that's a choice that you're gonna have to make anyway. So maybe you should make that one first, girl, instead of like, thinking for five minutes. If you've had a super long day and like you know you need to study, but and you have six hours left of your day, and you decide, okay, well, I have to sit through and I have to study for all six hours. No, sometimes you need to take that break. It might not feel like it's the best option in the beginning. But it is. Yesterday I had to do a bunch of work, but I also wanted to lie in bed and eat something. So you know what I did? I laid in bed and I eat, ate something. And then after I did that, I didn't want to lie in bed and eat something anymore. So then I just did my work. Like, exactly. Love it. You got to listen to your natural cues. Like, we are your gurus. We are your gurus. You're welcome. <laughs> if you ever need some like positivity and just a reminder on what to do in life, just re-listen to this podcast. Yeah, every single morning I listen to this podcast episode. Mm. Starting now. Yeah, I was going to say, not even out yet, and you're already doing it. Every single day, start starting tomorrow, probably. Maybe the next day. Maybe I won't do it. Who knows? Listen to what your body says that day. Grateful matters. See you next time. See ya. Bye.